0: to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. So have you ever been really looking forward to a vacation, maybe someone was coming to visit you, maybe you were going to visit them. That's how Simeon was when he waited for his cousin, Bobo was the nickname of the family called him, to come down from Chicago and visit him in Money, Mississippi the summer of 1955. Now, if you know your history at all, you probably know who I'm talking about. Bobo's name was actually Emmett Till, and he was 14 years old when he went for a visit down south to stay with his uncle and his cousins. Emmett, however, never left because he was killed. A few days after Bobo and their other friend Wheeler arrive, They decide they're going to go into the little small town of money and just hang out on the front porch of a convenience store, the Bryant little convenience store. So at one point, Bobo decides to go inside and buy some candy or gum. And Maurice, who is Simeon's older brother, told him to go in and keep an eye on Bobo because they knew that Bobo didn't know all the customs down south and he didn't want him causing any problems. So he goes into the store with Bobo, no big deal. Bobo buys his stuff from Carolyn Bryant, the lady that's working at the counter. And they go back outside, and they're just hanging out on the steps. Then Carolyn Bryant comes out, and Bobo does something that shocks everybody. He wolf whistles at Carolyn Bryant. A quick (whistles) well, that was not done. A young black man did not whistle at a white woman. In fact, he wasn't even supposed to look at a white woman in the South. Maurice quickly rounds up all the boys, gets them into the car, and takes off back for home. They are terrified. They have no idea what is going to happen. Bobo seems completely perplexed as to why this is a big deal, but they tell him this is a serious issue, what he just did. They want to tell their dad, but Bobo convinces them, no, let's just hold off, hopefully nothing will happen from it. So they wait. A day goes by, another day, everything seems okay. So they kind of relax and think that things will die down and maybe no one's gonna do anything about it. Until later on, there's a knock at the door. Simeon's father went to answer the door. There were two white men standing there. The white men entered the house through our front guest room where Wheeler and Maurice were sleeping. Dad woke Wheeler up first. Milam told Dad that Wheeler was not the boy he was looking for. He was looking for the fat boy from Chicago. Then I heard loud talking in my bedroom. In my half-conscious state, I had no idea what was going on. Was I dreaming, or was it a nightmare? Why were these white men in our bedroom at this hour? I rubbed my eyes and then shielded them, trying to see beyond the glare of the flashlight. The balding man ordered me to go back to sleep. Dad had to shake Bobo for quite a while to wake him up. When he finally awoke, the balding man told Bobo to get up and put his clothes on. It was then that I realized they had come to take him away. It wasn't clear to me what was going on and why they wanted just him. At first I thought they'd come to send him back to Chicago, but that didn't make any sense at all. I was lying there, frozen stiff and not moving, when my mother rushed into the room. She began pleading with the men not to take Bobo. I could hear the fear in her voice. She broke into a mixture of pleas and tears as she practically prayed for Bobo, asking the men not to harm him. The men ignored her, urging Bobo to hurry up and get dressed. He was still somewhat groggy and rubbing his eyes, but he quickly obeyed. My mother then offered them some money to not take Bobo away. I was now fully awake, but still not moving. It was now crystal clear to me that these men were up to no good. They had come for Bobo, and no amount of begging, pleading, or payments was going to stop them. Suddenly, the panic I had felt after Bobo had whistled at Mrs. Bryant returned, and it was all I could do to stop trembling with fear, realizing that Bobo was not only in trouble, but in grave danger. My fear soon escalated into terror, and I was still frozen stiff in my bed, unable to move or say anything. My mother's pleas continued as the men pushed the now-dressed Bobo from the room. Bobo left that room without saying one word. There is no way I could have done that. Everyone along Dark Fear Road would have heard my screams. That was the last time that any member of his family saw Emmett Till alive. Emmett's body was found later. He had been brutally attacked and shot in the head. His murder became a catalyst for moving forward the civil rights movement in the United States, but he was a beloved member of a family whose life ended much too soon at the age of 14. Simeon's Story, an Eyewitness Account of the Kidnapping of Emmett Till, by Simeon Wright with her, Boyd.